Hello, everyone. Hello. This is Jeff Sloboda. <laughs> on the on the on Night Owl Productions presents. Sorry about that, folks. Um, and I am back again with um my good friends and and special guests, um Jassim and uh, Rashid, uh, who are here on the show for another podcast. It's been a while, but um basically um just for anybody out there who doesn't know who Rashid is or who who Jassim is yet um Rashid is basically um known for being from uh RJD News and he's a political commentator um and a good friend of mine and a special guest to the show and um Jassim is also a special guest to the show as more of like a stock market economics guy and um he is basically a student and a rizzler and um if you don't know what a rizzler is um well, we're all Rizzlers. We, we, we all met each other on Rizzle, um, a, a platform that's similar to TikTok, but uh, m- much better, personally, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but anyways, let me kick it over to my, to, to my guest. Uh, Rashid, do you have anything you want to say for yourself or anything like that or anything you want to talk about I with yourself? I'm glad to be here. Um, I love Jeff and Jasm and what they do. Um, I'm good friends with both of them, as well as many others who have guested on Jeff's show. Um, and I'm glad to be here. Yep. Thanks, Rashid. I appreciate that, man. How about you, Jasmine? What's I'm up, I'm really brother? thankful to have this opportunity to be on your show, Jeff. And I'm really grateful to talk with you and Rashid about many of the topics that are important to discuss about here in this country. Well, you know, and I got to be honest with you, you know, um, you did a really nice thing, a really kind thing when you made a video on Rizzle recently and talked about how you had such a great time on my podcast or whatever and everything. And that it was one of like the best political conversations you'd had and everything. That's a really big compliment from someone. You know what I mean? So I really appreciated that. I hope you know. I mean, um, that was like a total uh, uh, confidence booster right there. But, um, yo, you know, I mean, I'm really happy to have you guys on and I value your knowledge and I value your uh, experience and everything like that and your personal experiences and whatnot. And, uh, we all live in different parts of the country and, you know, shit. Um, Rashid is like as far away from Jassem as you possibly can be. <laughs> um, you know what? It would take you like what, like three days in the car or in a car or whatever to drive from Silicon Valley yeah, to I Buffalo. Think, maybe I think more. Yeah, it's probably four. Oh, okay. Yeah, I don't think I would want to take on that trip. I was actually having a interesting conversation with Jassim about how he's got to leave California sometime pretty soon because like, there's no point in staying there. Right. It's dying. Yeah. The high taxes, man, it's continuing to get worse. Rashid, could you imagine living in California? Um, no, really? I, I never really wanted to go there either. Not even to visit. I mean, <laughs> taxes are high here as well. I don't. You, you know what? That just, I mean, that's, that's it right there. That Rashid just like, it's all encapsulated it right, right there, man. I mean, doesn't even want to visit the state. <laughs> not even for the you know? weather, Rashid. Nope. I'm I'm not really a um a hot weather guy. I like the cold. Mm, 
SF is pretty balanced. That's like yeah. probably the only plus in California. But otherwise, uh, everything else, yeah, I don't want to talk about it. Right? Like n- none of the needles on the ground and the, the defecating in the streets. And- <laughs> oh, God. San Francisco, man. Of course, they made all those laws like uh, they made all they got rid of all those laws for that stuff. So now you can just do whatever you want in San Francisco. No kidding. It's like we have to decriminalize a lot of these laws just because A, it sounds moral according to the teachers and B, because we just pay too much in taxes and decriminalizing the law just adds less pressure to the state budget. That's Nancy Pelosi for you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, well, you wouldn't have those problems with the state budget if it wasn't for like the really poor economic planning of like your state government and everything. You know what I'm saying? For decades. Yeah, you know? but at least we have Google and Facebook and Apple and so many other tech giants. Yeah. So what good are they going to be when like when when the when the when the tab comes due and all the debt in California gets to a point where like they're gonna need a, some kind of bailout and whatnot, they're gonna be begging. They're gonna be like begging to Washington to bail out the country. I can just imagine it from like even now. They're gonna be like, we're the eighth biggest economy in the world and everything, and you cannot allow <laughs> us to fail. So like you've got to. Stop. You know, it's funny you mentioned that because when I actually did schooling in California, like in the Bay Area and all. Many people, they're all like, why don't we just seed? Because, you know, we're the eighth largest economy. Man, those people are like... Oh, my God. Homework. No. I mean, to seed and what? Like, what? What? you're going to let liberals that have already ruined your state come up with, like, a new constitution <laughs> for your country? <laughs> who, who knows what it's going to be called? Is Nancy Pelosi gonna 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 draw gonna draw up the documents? <laughs> uh, maybe Gavin Newsom might, or Mark Benioff, or Jack Dorsey, or Maxine oh, Waters. <laughs> okay, that Maxine Waters lady, like I've heard some terrible stuff about her. I don't understand. How is she? She's so terrible. Empowered? That's my question. Like, who knows? Rashid, you know about Maxine, Maxine yeah, right? About She's a terrible person. Oh my God, she's horrible. The stuff she said about like about Trump supporters and everything, like push back on them or whatever, and all that other stuff. Like Jesus, violence. Yeah, she sure did. She told her supporters, "It's crazy. It really is crazy." Welcome. It sounds like not a a lot of Nazi rhetoric coming from her, right? It's almost it's it's like almost uh, like aggressive. I don't understand that lady. She lives in a multi-million dollar mansion, and yet at the same time, she's all about attack the Trump supporters because they want to lower taxes and all. I'm telling you, they, they, they. She paid to get her her uh, her degree from college or some shit because she's too stupid to have actually graduated from yeah. college. I'm sorry, this isn't a race <laughs> thing or anything like that. She's just fucking dumb. The logic, yeah. I mean, you know, listen to what she says, man. What do you think, Rashid? I mean, well, um, like, like she Trump knows what I'm talking about. <laughs> she's a low IQ individual, <laughs> and I believe that. 
hey, so I figured I, I figured out that I can swear just a little bit and I and I can actually get away with not being explicit with my podcast. So I can just if as long as it's just a couple, I'm good. <laughs> you know, there you go. That way I can like actually monetize my my podcast and stuff. So, okay, folks, we've actually got some topics, believe it or not. We're not just going to like this bullshit the whole time. Um, so this is from Jassum today. He came up with this university, university of Wisconsin students call for removal of Abraham Lincoln statue on Madison campus. Uh, one of the quotes from the, uh, radical commie, uh, whatever students was replace statue with someone who, uh, stands for the justice for justice of all people, which means nothing to me. Um, but so basically I read the article. It's a good, it's, I mean, I guess it's an interesting article. Um, what is your take on the whole thing? I mean, I, honestly, I, I've already talked to, to Jasmine about this a little bit. Rashid, what do you think? I mean, just based off the face of the whole situation, like understand this, the, the statue is located like in a very poignant like position at the college, like right next to where the Dean's office and ever, is and everything like that. And, it's like a very it's, it's a very like a uh, popular statue and everything at the college. Um, this is just like some fringe like black and like, you know, um, SJW leftist groups on campus that are pushing to try to have the statue removed. What do you think? Do you think Abraham Lincoln's statue should be removed from a I college mean, campus? Well, uh, if everybody agrees that it should be pulled down, then go ahead and do it. That's kind of their right. It's on their campus. But in my opinion, I don't think it should be pulled down. I don't think we should pull historical, you know, artifacts or historical, um, not, I wouldn't say references, but anything that kind of reminds us of our history, whether it was good or bad, it shows us what we should repeat and what we shouldn't repeat. And um, I, I really disagree with tearing down anything from history because it's doomed to repeat itself if we bear down. Yes. Yeah. And I'm sure you agree, Rashid. Destroying our history is not going right. to benefit our country. Um, and, you know, and I'd like to ask both of you, do you, I, I would have to assume that both of you have a, a mentality where, like I do, where we both recognize the fact that people like Abraham Lincoln and George Washington and Thomas Jefferson lived in a different era than we live in now. And so things that they did and stuff like that in their lives may seem kind of like off putting or whatever, but those, those were the times and like, you can judge them based on that if you want or whatever, but right. you've got to take that into right. consideration. Right. I mean, you know, the bottom line is Lincoln wanted, Lincoln wanted to get rid of slavery and he did. He, he did everything possible to make that happen. And I think that should be celebrated, personally. Yeah. I what do you think? What do you think, Jasmine? Just like seeing them taking down the statue, it's like, you know, you're not even, you're basically like either forgetting or you choose to refuse to credit Abraham Lincoln for making the U.S. a better place for everyone. Oh, without question. I mean, look at what he – imagine what it must have been like back then for him to be president back then and make the decisions Very he had tough. to make and everything like it that. It was against the norm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, 
the country was splintered in half, you know, and he managed to like restore the union at the end of the day, which was also a major accomplishment of his. The fact that he actually managed to like restore the Republic and everything and get it, you know, unfortunately, you know, every they, you know, things were still pretty rough for black folks at that point, even after what happened that, you know, after the civil war, unfortunately, and I, you know, I've read quite a few books about that and it's very unfortunate. It all happened of course in the South with Democrats and shit like that, you know, chasing, you know, slaves and trying to like make them, make them slaves again and everything. Um, but you know, the bottom line, um, Abraham Lincoln really goes down in history as one of the best presidents ever, I have to think. And when it boils down to it, I don't know who these students think they are. It's like you, it's like Rashid said, you know, look, we all, we all fail in life. We all, we all like change and evolve over time and stuff like that and everything. And, you know, Abraham Lincoln for his times, for his time, he was a real, you know, hero, you know, to civil rights basically at that point. And I just think it's horrible with the idea that these students, what it is in them that makes them think that they need to tear down the statue. I don't get it. You guys can jump in, you know, Rashid, what do you, I mean, do you think that they're, do you think that I mean, they're well, ignorant? Yeah. If you really think about it, um, it's like, you're like, just like Jasmine said, you're kind of denying what happened. And when people are constantly saying, let's tear down the statues and forgetting what he did and saying, I don't care. He's a historical figure. He's automatically racist, even though through the history of time or just, you know, through the entirety of time, I'm trying to make it sound at least, you know, comprehensible. But um, through the, enti the en entire history of time, there was racist and there were non-racist. People are different. And just to automatically say, since you're a his historical figure, boom, you're racist. I'm going to put this label on you. You're racist. I want your statue down. You don't belong in the current times. You don't belong here. You don't belong on our campus and your statue should be taken down. It's ridiculous. It is ignorance. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, um, Jassim, what, what is your, what, what, what is your main take from the whole situation? I mean, having read the whole article and whatnot and heard like the, the reasons for like why they want to take the statue down. You also must have heard what the Dean said or whatever, you know, like, or whatever, you know, whatever the chancellor or whatever it is. I'm sure you saw her arc, her arguments to keep the statue and everything, which I did appreciate. You know, I find that at the end of the day, no matter how much the Dean will talk to defend the statue, I feel like the media is going to continue to back these crazy students and the statue is going to get, taken down at any point which is just sad and jeff you mentioned before how like people all make mistakes and it's like these historical figures they get punished for making mistakes in the past what's also interesting is that in academia you actually get punished for making mistakes so maybe these students are doing that as a way to protest academia i'm not sure because I'm starting to see some correlation between the two. Can you repeat that really quick, Jasmine? Because I lost you for just one second. Can you go back and just what were you saying with um with uh academia? Yeah, with academia. So you mentioned earlier that 
these people are punishing the historical figures because yeah. of the mistakes they made in the past. Well, in academia, yeah. like we all get punished for making mistakes, you know, whether we get a wrong thing on a test or something. And I find that these crazy young people, I think they're young, they're like, I guess, trying to take that to a larger scale. Um, do you see that happening? Because that's what I'm starting to see. Well, what I see is like, again, like we talked about earlier today, man, and that's the fact that if you look at Wisconsin, you look at these colleges right there in that area, Uh, Jeff? Is he there? Uh-oh, Jeff. Jeff. Hey, can you not hear me? Dude, yeah, you hear you now. Disappeared. Am I there? Yes, you're here <laughs> yeah. now. Okay, I can edit this. No problem. It's all good. Here, we're just, I'll just count down and we'll go. I don't know what happened with my phone, but I've never done this before on my phone. Here, I'm, I'm just going to count down and we'll go right back in. Three, two, one. Sorry about that, folks. I just had to do a really quick edit. And uh, anyways, so Jassim, can you go ahead and finish your point with me really quick? So people in academia, they get punished for making mistakes. I find that the people wanting to punish Lincoln for his quote-unquote mistakes are probably like taking their issues with academia to like a whole new level. Yeah, I agree with you. I do. I think that there's a misunderstanding of history. That's a that's part of the problem. Part of the problem is the fact that our educational system is giving giving our kids, you know, from K through twelve to the to the higher education, it, it, they're giving them bad news as far as like you know um, how they're describing U.S. history and things like that. I mean, at the end of the day, I'm telling you right now. All this stuff, when it boils down to it, is like typical leftist, like um, Marxist type doctrine where you want to get rid of like the past. You know what I mean? And eradicate it. Yeah, that's what like that's what Mao, Mao did in China, like him and his like, so, you know, like soldiers and everything. They purged the entire country of all of like the statues and the relics of history and everything. They burned all the books and everything. They got rid of everything. Anything that could link like anything to history at all, they they eliminated it. Then and then they just created their own program for their for their people of like what the history actually was and everything. It's scary, man. But like that that's where I see th these students. That's where they're at. Yeah, it's really sad. Anyways, so what I wanted to talk about behind this that I find is really interesting. And I'm really looking forward to hearing what Rashid and uh, uh, Jasmine have to say on this, because they're a lot younger than I am, um, at, which is this whole concept that conservatism is now becoming like counterculture for, especially for like Gen Z type kids and stuff like that, that like basically the, the Republican tent has widened to the point where it's open. It's more open than the Democrat, the democratic tent. And, of course, you guys can tell me if you agree or disagree on that or whatnot. You know what I'm saying? On that too. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, you know, speaking of counterculture, um, I literally just watched a video of Paul Joseph Watson the other day. Oh, great. Great. I love Paul Joseph Watson. He spoke about 
counterculture. Um, and it seems like liberals want to be the culture and the counterculture at the same time, which can't happen. That's a good point. That, that, that can never no. happen. And it seems like a lot of conservatives are coming out, a lot of um, a young or millennial and also Gen Z people are coming out as conservative. I'm saying coming out because it's kind of a little out of your place to be conservative in some areas it of is. the state, in some it areas is. of the country. And that's basically a counterculture. And um, Trump isn't that popular in New York or California and um, or other liberal states. and Or college campuses. Or college campuses. And it seems like people are being shut down. Conservatives are being shut down because of their speech and their rhetoric. And, and it seems like they're being shut down by liberals and nobody else. And it seems like it's on... It's on shows, it's on television, well, that's the same thing, television, it's on award shows, it's in sports, it's in everything now, and it's all liberal politics, and it is. that is the culture now, and we cannot continue to say that liberalism or hating Donald Trump is counter-culture, it's not. It's not. So do you agree then, Rashid, that basically conservatism has now replaced it and become the counterculture in our new culture? Yes, I do. And I also heard that this is one of the most conservative generations since yeah. World yeah. War II. Yeah, that's what I heard, too. That's what me and uh, Jassim were talking about earlier today. Jassim, do you want to kick in on this? Because we discussed this earlier and. You know, I don't know what your experiences have been, but I have heard many, many rumors from multiple sources that Gen Z is going to be like one, like literally one of the most conservative generations we've had in like uh, gener- in, de- in generations. Well, living in California, I actually do not see that. But if I were to like travel to the Midwest or the East Coast, maybe I would see that because like when you first told me about this, Jeff, I was like, wait, are you serious? Because I feel like I'm the only conservative in my town. Yeah. Sure. And what's really interesting. It's rough. And what's really rich, interesting here in Silicon Valley, California in general, is that when you're like liberal, it just feels normal. When you're conservative, it's like, um, are you okay? Like you get those vibes? Like, right. It's like you're different. Yeah. Unique. And- yeah. See, that's what we mean about California. That's why I could never live there because I couldn't deal with having people actually like think that I'm like a lesser person because I support Trump. And no kidding. Like last night, I was looking through my town's um, Facebook page and I've seen like numerous like posts where like neighbors who have Trump flags on their homes, like teens would just go out in the night and just steal them. Like it's just sad, you know, that. People are being encouraged to do this type of property crimes. Like, no kidding. Even on those posts, you have teenagers. Some of them, even people who I used to go to school with, they would just be like cheering those reckless teens. You know, they're cheering the violence. Man, it's it's really crazy. It is ridiculous. Um, but I do I do see the counterculture in TikTok though. A lot of conservative. Gen Z people, like a lot of teenagers that are still in high school, some of them are in college now. I do see it on TikTok. Conservatives control TikTok. So do a bunch of liberals, but there's mostly Trump supporters and conservatives that are controlling TikTok now. 
I see that on there too. We we need to link up on TikTok, Rashid, and do some um some uh what do you call them? You know, like some dual TikToks and shit like <laughs> that, man. Yeah, duets, man. We need to hook up, bro. We'll see. We'll see. What are your stats? What are your stats, man? What are your stats on um on uh uh TikTok? By following and yeah. Uh, uh. <laughs> 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 I would say mediocre. Are you sure, Rashid? Uh, yeah, I would say that. Well, a lot. I'm doing pretty good. I've only been on there for about a month. Like I re- only started really paying attention for about a month, and I'm like going to be hitting three thousand subs yeah, soon. I so. don't even have um, triple. Like you can't even divide my stuff by two, compared to yours. <laughs> That's okay, man. They just haven't warmed up to you right. yet. They don't know. They don't know the Rashid that we know. But I have been following a lot of conservatives and Republicans on um, TikTok, and there's long threads of Trump 2020. If you look up Trump 2020, there's long threads of Trump. Oh yeah, talking about how they like Trump, or there's like videos of uh, Trump parades, the truck parades, the boat parades. Yeah. We're not nasty with the liberals either. When they t- when they talked in our videos and stuff like that, we're just like, okay, friend, whatever you think. You know what I mean? Like, you don't see us like talking smack or whatever to, to people that just because they have different right. opinions. Not even thirty minutes ago, I seen a uh, an edited video. It was a doctor video of Kamala Harris saying that she supports Trump, and the crowd was cheering. It was hilarious. Doctor <laughs> video. So I I think everybody knew it was fake, but it was still funny to hear. That is funny. So, okay. So, you know, all right. So wait a minute here. Jassim, did you not just, uh, you just actually said that you were a conservative here, brother. Are you now on my show acknowledging that you are a conservative? Outright? Oh, shoot. I think I might have missed. Okay, look, maybe I am. I think I am actually. Like, I guess I am. I guess I am. Oh, man. This is breaking news. Breaking news, folks. <laughs> I guess, yeah, you know, considering that I'm just, like, after talking to you, I'm starting to, like, wake up. And, like, a lot of the stuff, the conservative stuff that I, like, I find good, man, I don't know. Like, the political climate? Yeah, the political climate, that's one. The other thing is the policies, like, I disagree with a lot of liberal policies, yet I never called myself a conservative. It it was uh it was a big step for me as well. Yeah, but then I started getting used to having the label. Dialogue. Go ahead, man. No, go ahead on that, Rashid. Feel free to go ahead and expound on that if you want. I was a liberal, a very ignorant liberal, liberal as well. I did not know anything about politics, and that's when once twenty seventeen came up. Um, Trump was being inaugurated for some reason. I was happy and I was excited. I'm like, yes. yeah. For some reason, I was excited, even though I wasn't Republican. And then it came up to 2018. I came out as a Republican. A lot of people did not like me then. They said he was going to send us back to Africa, even though that was cap. Um, they said he's racist. He doesn't like me. And I'm like, the president doesn't even know me. How does he not like me? Um, but that's when I started doing research. And this is important because it seems like the majority of people who are liberals and who hate Trump don't do research. 
And once they do it, they're yeah. like, wait, what? I've been lied to this whole time. As you can see, 50 Cent, he didn't even know that Biden's tax plan was ridiculous as well as, um, what is his name? Two Chains. I think that's his name. Yeah. He also Two chains. didn't know anything about Biden's policy until he looked at it, that he was raising taxes to 60% for people who um, make a yearly, I think it's a yearly wage of 400000 And if he gets rid of yeah, that's Trump's it. tax plan, if he gets rid of Trump's tax plan, that's going to hire taxes regardless if you have $400,000 in your pocket or not. And I think a lot of people, once they do research, they become Republican because we are the party of lowering taxes. Who actually are more logical. Yes. And, and, yeah, that too. Yes, and we're, that's right. We're more logical. We don't scream we're more logical. We're more... We're, no, <laughs> we don't. And honestly, the thing is, is that unfortunately... It's it's so it's so unfortunate that the that that the, the, there's such a double standard. We're we're actually the people who want to unite this country. You know what I mean? It's the it's the left who wants to divide the country, and all of the um all of the the you know the the personal attacks and everything. And I mean the how they treated freaking Brett Kavanaugh during the freaking during his confirmation. Like what a joke. You know what I mean? Like I'm serious. Like I don't know if you guys watched that, but. Yeah, and that was pathetic. I know you're talking about tolerance and like um, the double standard. Even when I was a liberal in like 2016, I seen videos of people. This is like a major change for me. Like this is what made me think. I seen these videos, which were popular then. They're like, oh, these are old videos now. But Trump supporters were being chased outside of Trump rallies and getting mobbed by hundreds of people and getting almost killed in the street for just supporting somebody. And I'm like, wait a second. So are we jumping people? Because I've grown up to know that jumping people is what a P-U-S-S-Y would do. We don't jump people. And when I seen that, I'm like, what could this person have done to get attacked? Was he being racist? Was he saying something? No, he was just a Trump supporter wearing a MAGA hat, walking out of a Trump rally and then got attacked. I guess that's how America works. I, I guess that's how it goes down. I guess if you disagree with somebody, you should kick their ass. But, you know, that's what made a lot of people change their minds back in 2016, 2017, when they were going through D.C., when Trump was getting inaugurated, busting down windows, destroying property, burning cars, burning everything, and saying, this is what we do for justice. This is how we make change. When you look back in the 60s and they made change by just peacefully protesting, it's weird and it's confusing. I totally feel you there, Rashid. Yeah. I don't know. Here in Silicon Valley, it's like if you are anywhere close to like a Trump supporter, like you're seen as like a pariah, like no joke. And mm -hmm. especially if your work, if your workforce, like your boss knows you're a conservative here in Silicon Valley. No kidding. It's like they tolerate the bullying of liberals bullying conservatives. But once a conservative does one misstep, they're like immediately fired. It's like insane. 
I'm glad you mentioned that because I was in a job interview the other day and I, you know, it's so sad that we're in this political climate that's so polarized. I literally had to ask the person who will be my manager at the job, will you be biased about my political views? She said, no, I, I barely know anything about politics. I just know Democrat, Republican, et cetera. And, um, you know, I'm not going to be biased on your political opinion. She said, sometimes I'm liberal, sometimes I'm conservative. So I'm kind of on both sides. And I was like, okay, that's good. And another time that I had to ask somebody if they were going to be biased was my teacher, which is a liberal. And I had to ask her, will you be biased about my political opinions on this essay? Because we had to talk about the election and our opinions. She said, nope, the the essay is not about your political opinions. It's about how good you work. And I'm like, okay, that's good. Good to know. And we, we've had, now that I've gotten to know her, we've had plenty of good conversations and debates. She's my college professor. We've been having pretty good uh, talks and debates about politics and Trump and Biden. And um, I haven't convinced her to become a conservative, but um, we've talked. So that's good. But it's it's so sad at this political polarizing climate times that we have to ask authority if they're going to be biased on our work because of our political views and opinions. Oh, of course, I agree with you completely. And I mean, it, it, you know, Jasem uh, just basically explained what what his dichotomy is over there in California. I mean, the S Google employees have come out and said that, like, you know, um, if you work at Google, um, if you're not basically a leftist, you're going to be harassed. You know what I mean? Like, that's just how it is. So, you know, you're either a leftist or you're not there. It's a joke. It really is. It's very sad. And I'm sure that the rest of Silicon Valley is just like that. So it's just like Hollywood, where if you tell if you tell anybody you're a conservative, you're never going to work again. You know, it, it's really is it's it's scary and um, it's unfortunate. And that's why, again, I really do believe that, like, the new punk is being a conservative. I swear to God, I think it's the bi- biggest counterculture you can move. You can make move. You can make nowadays right. to declare yourself a Trump supporter, to declare yourself a conservative and go out and like not be afraid to tell people that straight up. You tell me, you know. Uh, you know, uh, Jason, we haven't heard much from you. Let me, let me, uh, I w- I'd like to go back just a little bit and just ask you, um, like I was asking you, what do you think about the walk away movement? Like, wh- what do you, what do you think about Blexit? Like, what are your thoughts on that whole, that whole concept? So if I'm, wait, so to clarify on Blexit, you mean like leave the left, join the right? Blexit is like, um, yeah, it is basically. It's like it's like leave the left, joy, become a conservative, kind of basically. I find that as people start to wake up and realize how crazy a lot of these rioters, looters, protesters are, like I find that just the riots in the summer were like the biggest catalyst of why many are joining this movement. Like for me, I don't think I would have like said that I was a conservative and kind of like embrace it if not for these crazy leftists doing the riots 
So I would, yeah. Yeah. So that was like the main, that was like the main catalyst for you that really like drove you into that direction Mm -hmm. politically. Like just seeing how like these people are like out looting, you know, destroying businesses because of whatever happened and just seeing that. Because of George Floyd. And it's like, you know, just because one bad apple, you know, did something bad, it's like immediately this large group of people who support. Wait, where's Rashid? Rashid, okay, are you there? Rashid's back. Rashid? Yeah. I'm here. Uh-oh. Was there a question? Yeah, I'm there. Rashid, you there, bro? Damn, what the hell's going on here? Are yeah, you there still um, just there, Jasmine? Before you do another countdown. Can you guys hear me? Yeah. You just left, bro, for like a bit. Yeah, um, that's why I talked. I had an alarm. He just took off. Alarm, and then, um, I had to end the alarm, and then that's when I couldn't hear you guys anymore. And then that's weird. Well, what do you think? Should we jump? Should we jump onto the live stream (laughs) and wrap up on on like a live stream, or or should we start another podcast? Are you able to crop the messed up section, Jasm? To some extent, yes. Like, um, we can still podcast from here, but I, I need to restart <laughs> anyway because we're getting close to an hour. Jasmine. What? Yeah, I can. <laughs> I'm glad you think it's so funny. I'll tell you what, I'm going to disconnect right here, okay? And then we'll restart. Okay. Okay. I'm over here tripping. I'm over here thinking that something's going on. <laughs> Wait, Rashida, why are we laughing again? I'm laughing because his thing started messing up. Rashida, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. <laughs> Rashid. I'm here. Jeff. Can you are... not hear me? <laughs> What? <laughs> I have no idea what you're cracking up about. I really don't, but I guess it must be funny. Okay, so, okay, so basically, your thing messed up. <laughs> that's why we're laughing. Like, your voice just, like, suddenly, like, you know, got distorted and... <laughs> My anchor is not even like closing. All right, Jeff, I'm here. All right. Rashid, you back? Yeah, I'm here. All right. Okay, I'm going to count it down. You guys ready to get back into the podcast? Yeah. Yep. All right. I'm going to count it down and we'll go ahead and get back at it. I got a, I've got a topic right here that I can bring up and we can talk about. Um, all right. One, two, three. All right, everybody. Sorry about that. We had to take a little break real quick. And, um, you know, it's, Anchor only allows you to go so far. So we had to, we had to split things up. But um, I just wanted to bring up this article from Campus Reform, um, essentially talking about the fact that 
uh, students heading to polls with uninformed belief system. And it bases, it's based on students of the University of Florida told campus reform correspondent Ophelia Jacobson that influence peddling should disqualify a candidate from running for office. However, many students changed their opinion when learning that's exactly what Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden and his family have been accused of. Jacobs, Jacobson said these contradictory answers reveal hypocrisy on college campuses and blamed liberal bias and indoctrination in the classroom. Um, so basically, they're voting for a politician and they don't even know why, Jacobson said. They're going to be heading to the polls with this uninformed belief system. So basically, this gets into like typical leftist indoctrination that goes on in higher education. And, you know, at that point, um, that's really sad. It really shows you how flaky these kids are at college that like when you tell them that what what like what Biden is, has like been accused of doing that they automatically say that that person should be disqualified from being president. But yet when they find out it's Biden, they like find a reason for it to be okay. It's classic hypocrisy. It is. It is. And honestly, you tell me, Rashid, do you see, is there anything, what about Joe Biden do you, to, for you, do you find that like other voters find positive about him? I mean, I don't get it. Um, well, some people think he's more of a personable candidate from my um, experience in talking with people who disagree with me politically. They say Trump is a good president economically, but not the best president personally for a, like, you know, for a personal interaction or the way that he treats people. See, but that's not fair because that does not, that does not get into the depth of how good of a president, right. President Trump but is. In the mind of a, He's done in the mind of a liberal, more than just, they're more of like, if you're nice, then that's all that matters. Yeah, see, that's what I mean. They're light on policy. Like, that, that stuff that doesn't even matter to them. And it's very unfortunate. And that's a problem I have with a lot of liberals is that I just find that they don't really seem to have any substance when it comes to knowing like what policies are, are good for the country and aren't. Right. I get the whole get the whole idea that President Trump is not exactly like the most nicest you know person out there or whatever. And sometimes he says things that people don't like and whatnot. And he does the Twittering and everything. But at the end of the day, if you look at his accomplishments as president in four years, he's accomplished quite a bit. I mean, he did prison reform. You know, he, he did criminal justice reform. Oh, there's a lot of freaking um, black men who, who have gotten out of jail just even just recently because of the, 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 the prison reform that Donald Trump did. You know, got black people that have that black guys that have, that have done nonviolent crimes and stuff like that. Non like, you know, uh, didn't have a weapon involved or whatever, where they've been released out of prison recently. And, you know, he's he's done a lot. I mean, Obama didn't even do that. Right. I understand that. But in the mind of a liberal, they don't really focus on policies. That's pretty obvious because if you ask a liberal or people on the left, if you ask them, what is a Joe Biden policy that you agree with? They can't come up with anything because they don't focus on a policy. All they know is Joe Biden versus Trump. Trump is a bad orange man who is bad. And Joe Biden is not the orange man who is bad. So, yay, we vote for Joe Biden because he's a nice guy. 
That's why his that's why his campaign um, motto is settle for Biden. Just settle. Because <laughs> he's the nice guy. I love it when he, when he does his campaign stops and there's like four people at the stop. <laughs> it, it's crazy how uh, how a um, heckler a heckler was able to get all the way to the front to the front of the rally. That doesn't happen usually. All the way to the front. Only when, when, only when you're getting Sleepy Joe's crowd. Vice president or the former vice president Joe Biden was able to hear him in exactly what he was saying. He was heckling towards him, telling him, "No, it's a lie. It's a lie." He was like, no, it's not a lie. Because you know the way Joe Biden talks. He said, it's not a lie. No, no. Come My on, son man. That's son Bo Biden. You don't talk. A, no, you don't talk about. No, Biden. That's how Joe Biden talks. <laughs> so, Jassim, you tell me. Same question. What, do you, what about Joe Biden is positive? So, many actually think that... Because historically, the Democrats have been the ones that approved the stimulus bills, not the Republicans, that they think that, oh, yeah, Joe Biden, he's going to pass the stimulus bill, you know, like make fiscal policy. The which, which one? Three tr- the three trillion dollar one that Nancy Pelosi wants? Like they think Joe Biden will be the one that will get it like running. Get what running our economy? Like, he, he'll like get the Green New Deal approved. He's gonna like spend so much. Oh Jesus! Christ. It's all about the spending mainly. Oh my God! Do you know how bad the Green New Deal would be, Jassim? It's it'd be terrible. You've told me a lot about it. Expensive as well. It would be it would be Expensive. terrible. It wouldn't. It would never work. All it basically is is just like a, a a transfer of wealth from like the the higher earning people to like the lower earning people. That's all it's really that's about. What many of the left I and, like about it. Of course, that's what they want. They, they it, that's all you it really is. It's a money. Trojan horse. Yeah, for socialism, basically. That's all it is. And um, I hope it, nothing like that ever is ever passed. I can't believe that Joe Biden actually can actually thinks that we can just go off fossil fuel completely. And somehow our energy making things work energy wise with our economy with just renewable energy. It's insane. It is. It's crazy. At least he's, we, at least I, he's only banned it on the federal level, like only on federal lands, not like private land. So So what? Those the, those federal lands are some of the, the are some of the biggest deposits that like we're actually are where we're getting a lot of the you know the 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 fossil fuels that are allowing us to be energy independent right now. But oil prices are so low; the supply is so high. So reducing the the supply of it would actually like help a lot of these oil companies make profits. So what? Oil companies have to experience and weather the uh, economic downturns of the market. Sometimes that's just how it goes. You know, if we lose a couple oil companies, believe me, there'll, there'll be a couple more who'll pop back up. So. I'm not that concerned about it. At the end of the day, I get what you're saying. I do. But with Biden, I just don't see how anything that he wants to do. I think that thought that literally I read an article earlier today that talked about this in depthly. When it boils down to it, like the idea of trying to phase out fossil fuels in 15 years or whatever would devastate our economy, would devastate our economy. Yeah. It's that simple. It's that simple. You can't replace fossil fuels with, with renewable energy just overnight like that. It doesn't it work that time. way. And at the end of the day, we have the fossil fuels. 
you know, we have them, you know, I mean, so we might as well use them. I mean, you know, I'm sorry, but I don't believe in Greta Thunberg. So, you know, I could care less about what she has to say <laughs> about the environment. Um, but I'll tell you, what do you guys think about the energy in the country right now going into Tuesday? I mean, do you, what do you think? I, I'll, you know, I'll start off with, with you, um, Jassim. Like, what do you think? What's what? Well, yeah, I know you're in California, but what is the energy over there for you, like political, like wise, as far as the election so, goes? On one side, everyone's like super confident that Biden will win. You know, it's like, oh, we're not going to really watch CNN all day. We're just going to focus on, you know, our usual stuff because we're just that confident that Biden's going to win. And then the other side is that we're actually boarding up our businesses, you know, make sure we're covering every window we have. Um, installing security systems because there's a possibility that there's going to be violence if ever Biden loses. That's a very good very point. Good point. Very good point. So, Rashid, what about you, brother? Like, how are things by you? What What is the What is the What are the political winds telling you? Are ready to vote? There are some of them did some early voting. Um, a lot of people are ve- are being very encouraged to vote. They're not saying like a, a specific side. I even went to a um a what do you, what would you call it community event, and they were like, um, you need to go vote. We don't need four more years of this foolishness. When you're talking to a a whole community, you shouldn't be polarized. You should be just go and vote. Doesn't matter who you vote for because when you say, oh, go out there and vote, don't vote for the bad guy. Oh, then that just kind of like pushing your opinions on people, and it's wrong. And I had to, I had to say, out yeah, loud, I'm like that was the best four years ever. And a lot of people looked at me sideways, <laughs> but a lot of people are. Hey, you know what? You're right, though. They're really excited to vote, and um, like like Jasmine said, there is a high, a very high possibility that it will become violent if Trump loses. Even worse than last time. Last time they were just throwing fireworks and, you know, breaking a little bit of glass. Um, when they were saying, not my president, on um, going in front of the Trump Tower back in 2016 after the election. But I think it's going to be a lot worse, especially because of the climate now. After more than 150 days of protests, I think it might be more than that. Not sure anymore. In Portland. Just overall, yeah. ever since I hear you, the early months of the protest, it's been that long, and I think now that the since everything is so polarized, everything is turned political. If you eat a hot dog, that's political. That's too American. And um, if anything happens, I hope everybody's prepared for violent people to come out on the streets and destroy things because it's happened for over 150 days now. And who's to say that it won't happen on election day? No, I think you're very, I think you're very accurate on that, Rashid. I think there's no question that there's going to be serious repercussions. I'm sure that in California, there's going to be people that are going to be destroying things. It's probably going to happen all across the country because I got to be honest with you. It's my take on things, but I believe Trump is going to win in a landslide. I really do. I think all the energy is behind Trump. He, he did four events today. He's going to do five tomorrow. Okay. That's it. That's Trump has energy like that. I wish I could have. I mean, he, there's something, I mean, some, there's something like he is something else for 70, whatever years old he is. 
he is like nonstop. Well, I don't really want to predict who's going to win because it could. It's really a close call right now. Yeah. But um, according to like the key states, like Pennsylvania, with the oil thing, and him saying that he'll, yeah. you know, take out the oil industry, that's a big. That's a big problem. That's a big step. It is. There's that's three hundred thousand uh, jobs up there, and just in just in Northwest Pennsylvania that are all in fracking. Three hundred thousand energy jobs are too happy about that. So that could be a big factor in the election. But it's too close for me to call and say definitely Trump is going to win or definitely Biden's going to win. Well, we put we're putting it on record. What do you think, Jasmine? Do you, do you think that Honestly, Trump's got I think it? Fight being really tight, considering that you got the pandemic, and the pandemic's like the thing that is weighing Trump down. But at the same time, the violence mm-hmm. is the thing that's you know supporting Trump because people want law and order. Like Rashid said, really close call. Like it's going to be really hard to choose. All the mathematics and all the professors who have researched this where they didn't research anything that was close to a pandemic happening all their research is being put in the trash because a pandemic wasn't planned and that could be a really big factor in the election a lot of people are still worried about the pandemic it's a good point very big problem for them no it's a big point there's no question about that there's it's a big point it's a big point with seniors especially um that could be a very big like uh, voting block right there that could influence the election. Um, I just my gut on this is that Trump's going to have it. And I think he's going to get probably like triple the black vote that he got in the last election. Now, I do have I an think. opinion on who I think is going to win the popular vote. And that's going to be Joe Biden. Probably. Yeah, of course, because, you know, as well as I do, that New York and California alone, just with their votes are going to basically right. make him win the popular vote. But what, what's important is who, win, right. who wins the swing states. And I'm telling you right now, I think Trump has got Florida locked down. I think he's got, I think he's going to win Wisconsin. Um, he might win Minnesota. And Minnesota hasn't elected a, a Republican uh, president in 19, since 1972. You know, going back to the election day violence, I feel like the violence would be worse in the swing states. What do you guys think? I don't know. It it depends. I mean, there'll be violence mm-hmm. in New York. You know that. Actually, California, you know that. Chicago, maybe. Wait, Washington. but Jeff, the California exodus, do you think that might reduce the violence? Um, No. How I don't so? think so. Because there's still there's still people that still live there, and Tifa is based in Washington. Who's to say that they won't just come? Or, or was it Oregon that they were in? Oregon, Washington. Yeah, they're, they're pretty they're much. Both, close they're enough. in both. They're in, they're, they're both. close they're enough. Washington and Oregon, and they can just come on down and bring the violence there. Because who wants to fight in Oregon? Who the hell goes to Oregon to fight? You know what I mean? So, no, that's a good that's a good point, Rashid. They do that. They do. They do fly their people around and everything to to start shit in Seattle, different Washington. states. They're gonna go to L.A. They're gonna they're gonna go to Oakland. everywhere that's in that vicinity because they they're not nobody's gonna go travel on a plane or drive for four days to New York and create problems. They're gonna stay in their area and they're gonna go down to L.A. and Seattle. 
I think that's definitely gonna happen. I mean, after all, Seattle's pretty much destroyed, so yeah. Who said they won't just go back and continue it? It's like a war zone city at this point. All the jobs. It's sad. It really is. It's very now. unfortunate. So who's to say they won't just keep destroying everything? Yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's a dying city. There's no question about that. It is literally dying. It doesn't take much of a search to start looking at some videos and figure out what's going on there. Uh, Do you think Amazon? Do you think Amazon's going to leave Seattle? That's a that's a pretty good chance. At some point, they have to. They're not going to have really good economic success over there. Yeah. I mean, you got to look at the situation. They just lost a thousand police officers in two months. Amazon. <laughs> For real, Amazon has a lot of shit. Like, who's to say that they won't just raid? And Tifa can take it over. Have, or their headquarters. That, that's a pretty, pretty high chance that's going to happen. Isn't that it's, why they had a second headquarters in Virginia? That could be. Yes, it's very, it's very possible. Then again, it's close to DC. Well, listen, guys. I think I'm going to call this one. We've been on here for a long time. And it's been a great spirited conversation. And I just want to thank you both for coming on and everything like that. And if any, you got either one of you guys have anything to say, I just like to extend an opportunity to both of you, you know, um, Jassim, anything on your, on anything you want to say to say good night and goodbye to everybody. Thank you for having me and Rashid on the show. It was great talking to the both of you and let's just stay safe on election day. That's a good idea. It was a privilege for me to be on your show today. I appreciate you um, inviting me and Jasm. It was good talking with you, Jasm. Um, we had a pretty good conversation. We talked about everything that we could have. Um, and I think election day is going to be a pretty historic day. Can't wait for it. Me neither. And you know what? It's not hard to do a podcast like this with two great guests. I can tell you that right now. I can't wait to edit this thing and put it together and whatnot and release it so that other people can hear it out and whatnot. But um, listen, everybody, thank you very much. I really appreciate all of you. God bless you. And um, again, this is Jeff. This is Rashid. And this is Jassim. And we're out. Peace.